What if your body was a gift and contribution to your life and not something that you've been stuck with? What if your body could change quickly and easily? Right Body for You will inspire you and show you a different way of creating the body and the life you truly desire. Now here's your host, Danielle. Hello everyone. Welcome to Right Body for You. I am Danielle. Uh, it's been a little bit since I've been live with you. I, my body decided to go on an adventure. Um, it, uh, it's one of those moments where it does, it, uh, you have plans and it goes a different direction. Uh, and I will, I will speak more about that. Um, cause today we're kind of, we're kind of driving all over the place, but that's, that's kind of the fun of the joy of this as well. Um, you know, each week I endeavor to give you guys a bunch of tools um, that you can implement, you know, right now. Um, there are tools uh, based on access consciousness. You know, Right Body for You is a part of access consciousness. And access consciousness is, it's, a fun set of tools that work on the energetic level that help you to change anything that's going on for you, okay? Um, whether it be relationship or money or body. And that's where Right Body for You comes in. You know, it focuses in on the body. Um, and most of the times we talk a lot about uh, the changes, you know, how Right Body for You can uh, create change. Using the tools can create a change in your body instantaneously over time and always ways that you don't actually expect. Um, it shows up very, very uniquely. Um, but you know what we don't often talk about with the tools of Right Body for You and Access Consciousness is that they can help you to have ease. Um, you know, Friends will hear me say I like ease and all things, and sometimes I say it, it wants to piss them off, and <laughs> other times they're like, yeah, 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 me too, you know. And um, so what would it take to actually have ease in all situations, and all situations that include the body? Um, and so that's kind of what today's show is about, is using the tools of Right Body for You and Access Consciousness to have tool to have ease with your body regardless of what's going on. Um, I ha I was in Toronto recently, and I was scheduled to facilitate a Right Body for You class. As you guys know, I've been talking about it for a long time. I was really excited. Well, my body had another plan, and what occurred, it was interesting. So I woke up one morning, Thursday morning, and I didn't feel too good. My body kind of felt sick to my stomach. And so I asked, I'm like, all right, body, first tool, what is this? You know, we always talk about acknowledging the consciousness of the body and asking body questions about what's going on for it and seeing what is, you know, required and what you can do. So, of course, that's the first place I went. Body, what is this? And the first thing that came to my awareness, and you guys, this is how it works. Sometimes you can get a picture. Sometimes you can get words. Sometimes your eyes look at something. Um, and sometimes it just comes into your head. 
So everywhere you want to have communication with your body come like a full sentence structure with fully formed paragraphs and, you know, Weber's or whatever uh, style guide <laughs> that you think you want to follow of how communication with your body would look like. Truth, would you be willing to destroy it and create that all, please? Right, wrong, good, bad, papak on my shirts, boys, and beyond. Because what I did is I asked my body, I said, okay, truth, so body, what is this? And what actually came to my head was just, it wasn't even so much a thought, but it just, when I say it just came into my head, it's just like all of a sudden it just popped in, okay? I had nothing visual. I had nothing audible. It was just popped into my head. It wasn't even a fully formed thought. But I asked my body, I said, truth, what is this? You know, like, why are you feeling so nauseous? And appendix came in. And, of course, I, the infinite being, didn't want it to be appendix. So I thought, no, 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 no. That can't possibly it. I'm sure it's just food poisoning, okay? And so everywhere we've gone, oh, well, no, 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 that can't possibly be it because I'm being an alarmist or <laughs> or I'm being an alarmist or uh, extremist or whatever you want to call yourself, truth, would you guys be willing to destroy and uncreate that? Right, wrong, good, bad, my pocket, on ice, boys, man. And what we're doing here with this is that is the access consciousness clearing statement. And in that, what you do is as you're having a conversation or ask a question, these energies come up. And then with the clearing statement, which is the right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pocket, on ice, boys, man, what you do is you reverse that. You want idiot. You take it out of your universe so that you show up now differently. So it's like as if that never showed up. Um, and with that, so I asked my body, what is this? It said appendix. And I went, no, 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 no. I'm sure it's just food poisoning. I'll be fine. Okay. And this is where, you know, I talk a lot about asking questions, living as a question, constantly being in a question. So here I am. I'll be fine. What kind of question is that? That wasn't actually a question. It was a decision, a judgment that I had made. Okay, and so I went on with my day, um, started feeling started feeling worse, but I'm like, no, 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 I'll be okay, I'll be okay, I'll be okay, I'll be fine. Again, I kind of stopped asking questions, and then um, I tried to eat something, and I felt a little sick, and I thought, oh, I think I'm going to throw up, and I didn't, and I'm like, see, I'm fine. I am superhero, I'm superwoman, I am fine. Um, and so I went on, and so that night I got to the hotel I was staying, and I started feeling worse, kind of felt a fever come on. And when the fever came on, I asked my body, I'm like, okay, body, what is this? And it's appendix, like, I already told you this. And I'm like, no, 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 it can't possibly be that. I have a class to teach. And so I completely decided to ignore it. And I went to bed, okay? Took a nice, long, hot shower, and I went to bed. And um, I kept asking my body, what is this, what is this, what can I do to change this? 
And I kept going, appendix, 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 appendix. It almost started like setting up a chant in my head. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I have a class to teach. Okay. And so, so that night was kind of a rough night. My fever was up and uh, tossing and turning, running processes, all that kind of stuff. And I woke up in the morning and I kind of felt like somebody was stabbing me in the gut, but I had no fever. So I'm like, see, I'll be fine. My class starts tonight. It'll be no problem. And let's just say after a couple hours, I started decreasing rapidly. And my body's like appendix, just screaming this in my head. So I call a friend and um, I asked her to take me to the emergency room. Okay. Because I thought, you know what? This is getting bad enough. Um, I almost threw up again. And hey, you know what? I kind of even passed out as I was trying to go to throw. I thought, you know what, body, what would you like to do? See, then I started getting back into the question. I'm like, body, would you like to see a doctor? And it said, yes, I would. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I went to go, uh, like I asked my friend to take me to the doctor so we get into the emergency room. And I tell you, it's so freaking funny because the first thing, um, I see is a policeman. The hospital I go to, the first thing I see is a policeman taking a number. I'm like, okay. And then I see a gentleman in higher than a kite, in ankle chains and wrist chains. And I'm just like, with two policemen standing by him. And I just kind of chuckled to myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is freaking funny. What kind of hospital did I come in to, you know? And, um, and <laughs> but I'm like, okay, you know, it's okay. What would it take to have ease with this? So I get my little number and I'm down and my friend comes in and joins me. Okay. Um, hold on, sorry. And uh, so I'm sitting there and again, another, I know my body is very able to uh, pick up things from others or take things on or that kind of stuff. So I'm sitting here in the hospital and another tool that I give you guys all the time is that communication with the body that says, okay, you know what? Thank you, body, for the awareness. We do not actually have to take on um, whatever this guy is high on. We do not have to take on any pain, suffering, diseases, or illness of anybody in this hospital. I know we're caring, but you know what? That's we don't have to do that, okay? And you know what? And I hear this a lot from people. Well, I have no control over my body just taking things on from other people. And it's like, you know what? That's not true. You know, I say this and I say this in those shows all the time. If you acknowledge that you and your body have this capacity, then you can have ease with something like walking into a hospital, and it could be something as simple as going, okay, body. I know we're talented in capacity. We have a capacity here, but you know what? We don't have to take on everything for everybody, okay? So let's not do that, okay? That's all I did. I went, okay, body, you know what? We're having enough fun as it is. We don't actually have to take on everything that's going on for everybody. We don't have to take on whatever drugs this guy is doing and whatever else is going on, okay? So just in that awareness, so let me emphasize, this, I'm doing it from question and choice here instead of doing it from the knee-jerk reaction that we always seem to function in.
Okay? Because if we don't acknowledge it, we become the effect of it. So everywhere you haven't acknowledged the talent and capacity you guys have with being with other people's bodies, perceiving it, taking it on, or understanding what's going on for them, would you please be willing to destroy and uncreate it? Right, wrong, good, back up, huckle, nice, shorts, boys, and beyond. Because let me say it again and emphasize, when you acknowledge it, you bring the choice to it, you bring the question to it, you bring the awareness to it, and then from there, you can have the choice whether to take it on, understand it, or just be aware of it, okay? And so this is what I did with this. In this moment, I went, okay, you know what? We don't have to take it on. And you know what? I didn't, okay? So let me emphasize that more. All I had to do was say, thank you, body. We know we can we can redo this. And you know what? Let's not do this right now. And then I didn't. Because how many times do you walk into some place and you just start feeling worse or whatever it is, because your body's going, oh, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that still. Okay? So this is why I want to really emphasize this point because just that one alone can give you so much freedom and so much awareness. Okay? So today we're kind of talking about how I had a, as you guys might have guessed by now, a, a big a big appendix thing. and um, But how I use the tools. You know, I talk to you guys every week about these amazing tools and it's not just about changing the body, it's about having ease with everything, um, including your body in an emergency situation, okay? So today we're kind of talking about using the tools in an emergency situation and having ease with what's actually going on around you, okay? So we are going to take a quick little break, and when we come back, I will continue the story of how I left my appendix in Toronto. <laughs> All right, this is Danielle. This is Right Body for You. We're on A to Zen.fm, and we'll be right back. What if your body could be an ease and not a burden? What would life be like if you could enjoy your body? What if changing your body was easier than we've been taught? And what if it's not about the latest fad? Join Danielle each week on Right Body for You as she explores what bodies are and the ease of change that's possible. Each week you will receive inspirational stories of those who've used the Right Body for You energetic tools to change their body and the tools that they used, tools that you can begin to use immediately. Listen for Right Body for You every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Right Body For You with Danielle. 
To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 or Canada 613-800-8763 or U.K. 4433-0001-0625. You can Skype us at atizen.fm. Or if you'd like to email a question, please send it to Danielle at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the program. And welcome back. I'm chuckling with the ladies in the chat room. Um, we're talking about um, leaving uh, breadcrumbs and gumdrops. And, <laughs> and I just found out that every time I leave a trail of gumdrops, apparently Carol's picking them up. No wonder no one's. No wonder no one has found my trail of gumdrops except Carol. And we're glad and I'm glad to have you, Carol. It's a lot of fun. Um okay, so alright, so here I am in the emergency room and um I'm in Canada and I'm an American. And so when it finally gets to be my turn, uh they ask me for my healthcare card and I'm like, I'm an American. And so after they blink at me for a little bit and realize that um, I don't have uh, the, the whatever healthcare card I have that you would have if you were Canadian. Um, they send me over to a different window to process me, so I can actually um, what do you call it? You know, pay pay them, pay them eventually. And you know, and what was really cool is you know using the tools of access consciousness, I was able to not actually freak out about the money. Um, you know, so it's like I actually had a conversation in my head. I'm like, you know what? I could choose to make money a big issue and not go into the doctor, or I could choose to um, make money an issue and not go into the doctor. And I'm like, okay, so I could totally perceive that if I didn't go to the doctor right now, there was a strong chance I wasn't going to live, like I was going to die. And I actually said to myself, I'm like, okay, so do you choose death now? And I went, no, I still have stuff I want to do. I still have things and no, mm -mm. I can make more money. This will not be a big deal. And I'm like, okay, so whatever it takes to pay off this bill, I will but I am going to get in to see the doctor. And it was really a gift with that. And I'm like, you know what? Death can be a choice. Is that what I'm doing right now? And I'm like, nope. I'm still going to, I I still have things I would like to do. So no choice today is not death. And you know what? I can make more money. And to have a beach is like, I can make money. And I don't know where. I'm not saying I know where it will come from. But, you know, it's like, you know, I can make the money. I can have ease with that, okay? And I'm like, process, all right, whatever doesn't allow me to make this money with ease, destroy and create it, right, wrong, good, bad, for pocket, nice, shorts, boys, and beyond. And then, um, so, you know, so they did all that processing, and then we went into um, the first, well, actually, I guess it's the second waiting room. And there's like 30 people in there, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, at this point, I'm white as a sheet, and I'm just kind of rocking. And that's one of my body's ways of, like, comforting itself. It's just kind of like rocking. So I'm in a little bit. I'm having a hard time walking. Um, I And my friend is, like, helping me find which blue line I'm supposed to follow and things like that. It was interesting. So we walk into this room, 
and people who had been behind me in the uh, emergency room put their papers down in a basket and go and sit down. So I'm standing there. And then this lovely angel, I don't know who she is, just looks at me and she's another person waiting. She's like, you need, honey, she's like, honey, you need to put your papers in there in the basket so they know what you're here. I'm like, okay, thanks. So I put the um, the papers in the basket and then I have the insane thought of like, but the people who are behind me or in front of me and now there's even more one person in front of me because they put the papers in the basket first. So I allowed myself to whine in my head for about 10 seconds. And then another tool, I went, okay, well, that is crap, you know, destroying uncreated, right, wrong, good, bad, black, and I trick, boys and girls. And I asked the question, I'm like, okay, what would it take to get through this with ease and see the doctor quickly because I am fading fast. I have intense pain. And I have a very high pain threshold. Um, you know, I was raised with the, is your arm still attached? Okay, then you're fine. You know, so I have a high pain threshold. And so I knew with the amount of pain I was having that if it was debilitating me in any ways, it was some pain. And, yeah, I asked my body, body, what would it take to have less pain and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's the only reason I was still, like, up walking, talking, and cracking jokes. Um, You know, this entire time I was as pleasant as one could be. But, um, you know, my friend has told me later that she's like, yeah, you were were fine, you know. Um, I was intense, but, yeah, we were laughing and joking, and um, it even hurt when I laughed. It was pretty funny. And then that made me laugh, that it hurt when I laughed, and then I laughed. Um, And uh, Christine, our amazing Christine, one of our fellow hosts, and producer extraordinaire is actually the friend who was with me, and she's being very sweet in the in the um, room chat. She's like, "You're freaking amazing." She was gobsmacked. So thank you, gobsmacked. Sorry. Um, anyways, and so I asked, I'm like, "Well, what would it take to see the doctor really quickly?" And I think we had sat down for like three or four minutes before the doctor called us in. And um, Christine, she's like, "This doesn't happen this fast." I'm like, "Hey, what day? We're magic, right?" And so we we get in there, he does a brief examination, and he's like, you know what, I think it's gallstones, which la- the night before I've been like, no, 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 not appendix, maybe it's gallstones, I can handle gallstones, I know what to do with that, that could, you know, that could be easy, and I could still do my class, and blah, 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 and uh, so, um, so he was like, I think it's your gallstone, and I went, hey, and in my head, my body went, but he's wrong. I'm like, I know he's wrong. I know it's the appendix, but, you know, hey, what would it take to change this? You know, and obviously this is leading to I didn't change it. It was still the appendix. It still came out, okay? So I asked the question repeatedly, what would it take to change this? What would it take to change this? What would it take to change this? And from the first second that my body told me appendix, and it didn't change. It was still the appendix. So did I do something wrong? Was I not potent enough? Was I not conscious enough? Was I not using the tool properly? Or maybe that was just what was required at the time. See, that's the gift of the access consciousness tools is it's never making me wrong for anything. Okay? So the fact that I asked the question, truth body, can we change this? Or what would it take to change this? And it didn't change. It doesn't actually mean it was wrong. 
who knows what this is facilitating. You know, I it changed my travel plans completely. And who knows, maybe being home before my big classes in Houston, the Advanced Right Body for You class that I'm co-facilitating with Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, maybe there is a reason I'm supposed to be home. Now, what, what else is possible? Maybe I'm not supposed to be in Venice or originally heading. There are a myriad of things, okay? But when I ask, it's when I say, when I ask myself, is it, was it wrong? Did I do something wrong that I wasn't able to change it? I actually get a no. There was no wrongness in this. Somewhere you used a tool, asked a question, and it didn't change or didn't change enough. And so you've decided you were wrong, you were bad, and you used the tool's wrong truth. Would you be willing to destroy it and create all of those times? Cool. Right, wrong, bad, five o'clock, online, shorts, boys, and beyond. Okay? Um, yeah, exactly. Christine added, how many conclusions do we all judge ourselves when it doesn't change? Yeah, exactly. And that's what this is. Okay? And what's interesting is I actually asked my body, I'm like, body truth, is this the change that we've been asking for? And I got a yes, which is interesting because I've just been asking my body to change. I didn't know it would change to have the appendix removed. But, you know, whatever that, however that shows up, I'm, I am in a lot of that and I have total ease with it. Um, so one more time. Everywhere you've used a tool, asked a question, and it changed or didn't change, so you decided and judged you were wrong, you weren't potent enough, you weren't enough, or somehow you used the tools wrong. Truth, would you be willing to destroy and uncreate that? Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, on night, church, boys, and beyond. All right, so. Um, yes, 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 yes. And so... Okay, so he puts us into another, our third waiting room called the ambulatory room, which just cracks me up um, because not very many people in that room were actually movable very well. Um, somebody asked, does the universe ever tell us no? And um, I actually did receive a no. It was interesting. It was like, when I was asking, so there, there was two different questions that were asked. Truth, or first I said, what would it take to change this? Okay, and I just kind of got a stunted. Uh, well, you know, maybe this or that or nothing. And then the other question I asked of my body, truth body, can I change this? And I got a no. I'm like, okay, this is happening. This is occurring. And what would it take to have ease with it? Okay, and so it's not like it's we're denied, but it's like this is one of the things that, you know, will occur. And in this 10 seconds, and you know, can anything be changed? Sure. Are we there yet? No. Sometimes things go on and sometimes, you know, I really get my cheeky bod brought me home for whatever reason before the big classes in Houston. Okay, so... So, yes, we get into the ambulatory room, which is funny because most people can't actually move or are very amiable, <laughs> movable, amiable. And um, so they call me over, and I won't save you. I will save you from the whole weird of, like, they tried to send me to the front room again, and it felt wrong. And so, you know, Christine's going through, they're going, 
she's already done this and da 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 da. They're like, okay, just go back to ambulatory and then. Um, so I'll save you all of those kind of fun things because otherwise this story will take three hours and we're already halfway done with this show. Um, but let's just say we use tools every step of the way. It was really pretty amazing. Um, and when we come back, I will tell you the fun story of having blood drawn. And um, trust me, <laughs> it was it was an adventure. Um, but using the tools and communication with the body um, is really, really amazing and really helped me have ease it. So we are going to go for a quick little break. This is Danielle. This is Right Body for You. And uh, we are on atizen.fm, and we'll be right back. What if your body could be an ease and not a burden? What would life be like if you could enjoy your body? What if changing your body was easier than we've been taught? And what if it's not about the latest fad? Join Danielle each week on Right Body for You as she explores what bodies are and the ease of change that's possible. Each week you will receive inspirational stories of those who've used the Right Body for You energetic tools to change their body and the tools that they used, tools that you can begin to use immediately. Listen for Right Body for You every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on atizen.fm. When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads, online classes and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. This is Right Body for You with Danielle. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 or Canada 613-800-8763 or U.K. 4433-0001-0625. You can Skype us at a to zen.fm. Or if you'd like to email a question, please send it to Danielle at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the program. And welcome back. This is Danielle. This is Right Body for You. And today we're talking about how I left my appendix in Toronto and using the tools in an emergency um, and how you can actually have ease with that. Um, you know, each week we really talk about how you can change your body with the tools. Um, but what if it's just about getting you through the day also? Um, all right. So this, this next section, it's kind of interesting. So they pull, they call me back for getting my blood drawn because the doctor ordered blood tests and I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, fine. Blood. Let's, just, let's see what else is going on. And, uh, <laughs> this woman 
You know, in the South, in the States, they have this, you know, you can say bless her heart. And then pretty much you can say anything nasty you want after that. <laughs> and it kind of excuses her, excuses it. Well, I'll tell you what, this woman, bless her heart. <laughs> she was an idiot walking. I'm telling you, she was very interesting. Um, you know, she didn't know what she was doing and my body paid the price for it. And it was very, very, um, uh, it was an adventure. But, um, <laughs> yes. And so she first off starts off by telling me I have bad veins, that she can't find a vein to, you know, start the, to get a um, blood from. And I'm like, okay, buddy. First, so she starts talking about my bad veins. I'm like, okay, buddy, what would it take to give this woman blood? And what would it take to have veins that are near the surface or, you know, whatever, whatever is required? Um, and Christine goes, yes, judging a patient is a good beginning. Exactly, right? Um, but, you know, and that's the thing is like, well, how many people buy into that right then in that second? I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have bad veins. What do I do? And then so you and your body start creating that. Okay, um, for me, uh, <laughs> Carol goes, what did your veins know about her? I know they were hiding from her. <laughs> Anyways, and so she makes the first attempt, and she doesn't, she doesn't do it. And then she makes another attempt, and she's like, well, I might have to dig around a little bit. And I'm like, oh dear heaven, like, okay, body, what are we gonna, what are we gonna be able to do with this? You know, how can we have ease with this? And I'm like, okay, buddy. So I sat there and I, you know, I held out my arm and I looked away and I just took a deep breath and expanded out. Okay. You know, I tell, I, this is one of the tools we talk about a lot. It's like anytime you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed or contracted and so you lose um, awareness of what's going on, take a deep breath and expand out. All you have to do is ask for it to happen and it will. Okay, and so I don't mean expand out of your body, you know, leave your body there and then go watch from a corner. That's not what I'm talking about because you want to keep your awareness. What you do is you just want to expand out and keep that connection with your body, okay? Because trust me, I wanted to know what went on with my body. And so she's sitting there digging and um, I'm just like, I and I fidget a lot. I move a lot. Remember I told you one of my body's ways of comforting itself is rocking. And so I am just like stone still. And it takes this woman nine times to get blood. So I have nine different holes in me of her trying to get blood. Um, and I actually asked Christine to open up mic and talk a little bit about this, just about like from her point of view, because she said, said that she sat there and wanted to just backhand this woman because she was watching her dig around in my arms. And... uh Christine, you're yeah. there right here. <laughs> oh, Danielle, you, you describe what I wanted to do with such sweetness and kindness. <laughs> okay, people, I'm not the sweet little gentle Danielle. I'm, I wanted to backhand this chick across the room. I damn near grabbed her hand and pulled the needle out of Danielle's arm. This woman was, I'm sorry, Danielle, I'm going to describe this. She was digging. Yeah. She was, like, literally digging. I was, I was, it was all I could do. It was all I could do. And if I did, if I had known Danielle 
as well as I do today, I would have said, Danielle, I'm taking over. <laughs> but I didn't. It was only because, you know, I wanted to be the right host and be sweet and kind and gentle. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> what a lie was I buying into. I swear to God, this woman was an idiot. Like, like we, we, we kept saying, like the stupids. There were so many stupids around. It was insane. But you know what? This is just jumping into my awareness, Danielle. How much ha- did that woman buy into that she should be able to do this and she had to do it no matter what, or she would be judged? Well, well, and also at the same time that she didn't know how to do it, because she even said, I don't even know if she realized how many times she said verbally, oh, well, if I can't do this, I'll get somebody else who can. Because people around me tend to, like, speak within their head, whether it's verbally or not verbally, <laughs> you know, I hear it. Um but but what was funny is, so why I asked Christine to come on and talk about this, besides that, you know, she wanted to backhand the woman, which I, I love her for, um, because it's like, I wanted to emphasize about how I was using the tools, and I, my body and I were having ease with this woman digging around, and it wasn't that I wasn't being able to feel it or perceive it, but I'm just like, okay, body, we need this blood to get into the next thing, what can we do? And... And how that looked for Christine from the outside is I was just sitting there still and with total ease and just whatever. So that's why I asked Christine to bring this on or say something about it because it's like, she's like, I couldn't believe how you could just sit there. And I'm like, well, I was using tools. It was amazing. And in hindsight, I mean, Danielle and I knew each other, but we hadn't spent a lot of time together prior to this. And, And since then, you know, we did. We have, thankfully. And <laughs> and Danielle is a fidgeter. It's not wrong. It's just an ism. And now that I know how much of a freaking fidgeter she is, I go back to that moment and I'm like, I swear to God, you guys, I have never in my life seen anybody sit with such ease and stillness and expansion and I'm looking at her because what I was watching Danielle should have been screaming in pain let alone fidgeting and I was just like I was gobsmacked that's all I can say I was so gobsmacked and to have a front row seat to watch you use those tools my life has changed it is thanks for having to do that in Toronto Sure, no problem. Thanks for being there. Um, but yeah, you know, in in something simple is like taking a deep breath and expanding out enabled me to have ease with this crappy situation of this woman, you know. And then it's like, and I asked my body, I'm like, okay, body, what would it take to give this woman blood? And um, it, I'm like, my body said, pump, pump your hand. And so I asked the woman, I'm like, well, should I be pumping my hand to help you get some blood? She's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, well, that's a lie. So every time she looked away, I'm like pumping my hand, right, <laughs> trying to you know, give blood into, the, into these vials. And um, what's fun is, and everywhere we think it has to be exactly what this reality says, destroy and create that. Because at one point in time, I was just, I was stroking my arm, and I kind of looked like I was just petting myself because it was a really light and tender touch, but what I was doing energetically was I was talking to the blood in my, because by that point, there's a needle in my right um, back of my hand, right, and so I'm just stroking my arm saying, okay, 
give it to blood, give blood, give blood. So I was talking to my blood and kind of giving like this energetic <laughs> flow and that's the direction I wanted to go. And Christine thought I was just petting myself, you know. <laughs> and well, I thought it was a distraction. <laughs> I thought it was a distraction from the pain. I didn't know how yeah, freaking no, like, you were. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, doing that. And um, so, you know, long story short, of course, she didn't get enough blood. And I had to do it a second time. And, you know, I got enough blood and it was it was just fine. Um, but um, but it was interesting to be in that because in that ease and space, yeah, I could totally feel the needle moving in and going around. But I'm like, OK, what would it take to have ease with this, expand out, just breathe and Okay, body is this required? We get it. Yeah, so I'm like, I go on. Um, and so the uh, uh, I had the ultrasound, and then you know the doctor comes and eventually. T- oh, my favorite part is like, so we ask after the ultrasound and everything, and I'm like, okay, you know, I just want to lay down. So we ask this one nurse, we're like, hey, is there anywhere for us to lay down? And I didn't tell you this, Christine, but I had asked who do we need to talk to to get to lay down? And my body, my eyes lit on her. And so we asked her body, or sorry, nurse, is there anywhere we can lay down? And she's like, oh, no, all the beds are full. And then apparently she whispered to Christine, but I'll see what we can do. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so, um, yeah, why don't we go ahead? And um, so she found us some place to lay down. And sometimes it's as simple as that because we asked the question. I asked the question, who do we need to talk to to get a bed? And my eyes lit upon her. So everywhere we think, again, communication with our body has to be something as dramatic as like her name popped into my head or it spewed across the sky or whatever it is. For me, it was as simple as I opened my eyes and my eyes lit upon her and I went, okay, that's who we need to talk to. Okay, because my body was indicating that's who we need to talk to. It's like, she'll let us lay down. She'll let us lay down. Um, And so, you know, they found me a place to lay down. Christine, bless her heart, started running a body process on me. And um, which, you know, she started running on my feet, which that was, at that point, my body was so tender, I couldn't have energy being, or like people touching me. Um, So I was grateful that that was able to be done. Then the doctor came and said, oh, yeah, well, it's appendicitis and blah, 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 blah. And what was interesting, so this is the emergency room doctor. And I, it was, the, it was the first moment I really got tense because I looked at him and I went in my, he said, well, you know, we usually take care of it by surgery. And I looked at him and I went, what else is possible besides surgery? Because me and my body were completely rejecting whatever image was in his head of surgery. I'm like, that is not happening, whatever that is, because in his head, there was that big old long scar, uh, the entry, you know, just, I'm like, no, 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 no. Whatever is going on in your head, my body's like actively rejecting it. And for then, it was like, it almost felt like a panic. You know, like I said, it was the first time I really got tense. I'm like, okay, but what else is possible? And he went into this whole thing about, uh, you know, antibiotics, and but you're usually back in anyways and all this kind of stuff. And it was interesting because my body was like, no, we're going to do surgery, but we're not doing that. And so I'm like, okay. So I, like, so everywhere we have misidentified and misapplied panic, 
as maybe a very intense reaction of our bodies. So, because in that moment, it wasn't that my body was panicking. I wasn't panicking. It was one of my ways of body, my body telling me of, no, no, whatever's in his head, absolutely no freaking way is that what we're doing. <laughs> and so, and, um, and I love Christine because at this time she's dealing with the nurses of like, because they're trying to move us or whatever. And, you know, <laughs> go to an emergency room. Christine's a good one to have on your side. <laughs> Just one thing. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, so we, they wheel us into another room, which is just blessed, um, because we're in a little cornered off section, so we have a little bit of privacy. But what's really funny is, um, we had like, <laughs> on one side of us, we had some drugged out racist using every horrible thing in the book. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and we're laughing I mean that's the thing about being able to have ease with all things is we have like I'm sitting going you're just going to have your appendix removed in a foreign country where you have to pay for everything and I'm sitting here laughing because the guy next to me is just so freaking funny <laughs> you know that's one description <laughs> <laughs> oh it's just like it's like oh he's this reality and then on the other side of the curtain this woman was like working on her second or third uh, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Oh, Anima. I cannot remember the word. Right. Anima. Thank you. I was thinking <laughs> shit release. I'm like that's <laughs> that too, you know. But um, but uh, so we're like stuck between this reality and everything shitty, and it was just so flipping funny. And so we're sitting there telling this joke while we're in this situation, right? So they finally start giving me morphine. And, um, you know, that's kicking in. And so the pain subsiding a little bit. And here's the thing. I also asked my body, body, would you like some morphine? Because I have not had a lot of drugs in my life, period. Um, I don't drink. My body doesn't like alcohol. And so I asked my body, body, would you like some morphine? It said, actually said, yeah. And um, so they got me hooked up, got me hooked up to fluids and, and all this kind of stuff. And what's really neat about having that communication with your body is I was able to actually, at that time, give some notes to Christine, thankfully she could write, um, as to the person who I asked to take care of my class, um, what they needed to like present and do all this kind of stuff. So it, I was so grateful for the tools that I was able to actually be present and aware enough that you know I'm having morphine dragged into me, surgery, that I was going, okay, well, this is what this person needs to do, and blah, 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 blah. And to tell them this, and I was talking to everybody. So it was really it was really a gift to use the tools in that. Um, and I know Christine said that it was really interesting that to <laughs> be a part of that, um, to watch well, that. Well, and, and you're, you're, you're absolutely not telling them everything as far as I'm concerned. So no. I'm going to say... <laughs> woman was in massive amount of pain. She's been poked at minimum of nine times by two different people. We are amongst batshit and crazy, finally in an area. She needed to go to the washroom, and we had to skirt all over the place, and she's still <laughs> laughing as I'm carrying her bags above her head for the intravenous. 
she's communicating with me, with the person who's taking over the, sh- the class. She's being all calm. She's also communicating with the, the team that she works with because she was supposed to be flying out to go, you know, flying all around the world to be doing more classes. She's also communicating with her dear sister who is kind of like, you know, freaking out. Not kind of. She was freaking out and she knew she would be. She's texting with people all over the world and she's as calm as freaking can be while her appendix are flipping out. Like, seriously, people, this chick's just a little freaking potent, okay? I'm just saying. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Seriously. Well well put. (laughs) I... I know to actually hear me and Christine tell this whole story one time it takes like it literally took three hours but it's very pretty friggin' fun but no but thank you for that but you know and that's why <laughs> this is why I'm so grateful Christine was there because I was like well of course I'm gonna be calm with this because me freaking out's not gonna do anything but she's like I can't believe you're calm and joking and I do remember this it was so funny because as we're on the way to the restroom I'm like okay I need you to help me with something she's like okay because I'm like try serious for a second she's like what I'm like. Don't let me make a video while I'm drugged. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, that's what I do. <laughs> Shit. Um, anyway, so it was fun. So there's, there are so many different points to this story, but, you know, I want to fast forward to the uh, more tools about, like, during surgery. So I go to this, I have surgery the next morning, and I... Um, I'm talking to the anesthesiologist now, you know, there's the whole human humanoid thing. Um, and also the fact that I can't remember. And this is why I told the anesthesiologist, I'm okay, I can't remember. Having never taken anything stronger than an aspirin, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. So, and I'm sitting here putting into his head, you know, body's going to react differently. So I actually tell him, like, my body may react a little bit differently. Just please keep that in mind when calculating the anesthesiologist anesthesia he's like I got it I got it I got it so I put this in his head and then other little things like we were I I was I hadn't had anything to drink in like 10 hours at this point because you know they like you to be dry as a bone when you go into surgery and so they have me in the wheelchair and they're about to wheel me into the OR and I went all of a sudden my body's like I have to pee I'm like are you freaking kidding me I'm like can't you wait and it's like no 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 I have to pee now so I told the guys, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to take you to the bathroom before. Good call. We'd like to work on an empty bladder. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And I'm like, thank you, body, for having that awareness. And so what was really neat is so I got into the OR, and I used all the tools at my disposal. I communicated with my body. I did the white opalescent light. I did the... Uh, bell jarring all the people on the staff and so they wouldn't whatever they talk about during surgery wouldn't affect me and i um i told all the entities and demons i'm like okay my body mine i'm coming back leave me alone you can't have it um and so i went into the surgery very calm with what was going on knowing that i would come back and then what was neat was when i woke up in recovery um it's like okay consciousness came back whoosh and I went, I took stock. I'm like, okay, um, still me, cool, still alone, cool. And I'm like, okay, body, how are you doing? And what was interesting is I could actually perceive physical space in my body where my appendix had been. Um, and it was just, 
incredible. And then since then, recovery has been really, really well. I freaked out the nurses because I didn't want morphine because my body said, nope, we're doing fine. And the pain level was something I could manage. And I wasn't going to flood my body with morphine if it didn't want it. And it didn't. Um, and so my recovery has been so quick. And again, you know, hey, Christine makes a great nurse. She opened up her home, and I'm so grateful for that. And, you know, she had me staying with her because I couldn't leave for five days. Um, and so I every tried to kick her out, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't believe her. And, but every step of the way, I've been asking my body, body, would you like to eat? Body, would you like this homeopathic body? Would you like this aspirin body? Would you like, which antibiotic would you like to take? And it's just really been a gift. And I, my body has responded amazingly at rebound. Um, so this is just the tip of a whole big long story. And thank you, Christine, for being a part of it and taking care of me. You were amazing. Um, I'm so glad that, that you were there with me. Um, but, my pleasure, you know, but I'm hanging up my nursing hat. I just want you to know. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm hanging up my patient hat. Um, but, you know, the tools we can have with ease with everything, okay? It's, it's, it is about changing the body, but it's also about, you know, what, having ease with everything that is actually gone and actually occurring. And, you know, I wouldn't, it, in the sick, twisted part of me, it was kind of fun to be able to go through that and have the tools and have ease with it. Um, and trust me, there's a lot more tools that I use throughout, but communication with the body was the first key. Asking it every step of the way, what it, what it required, what it could be, and what else. So please, use these tools not just to change your body, but also to have ease with everything. Because in that ease, so much else is possible. All right, folks, make it a great week. Make it a fun week. Enjoy your body because you know what? It's enjoying you. All right, everyone, make a great week, and I will be back next week. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Right Body for You. Danielle will return next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. We hope you and your body will join us. Uh-huh. <laughs>